Hello, everybody, and welcome to the iHost Phillies Minor League Rundown. I'm Jason Springer here with Jeff Cohen. Today we are at Coca-Cola Park. Jeff, we are here for the 222 Showcase game for charity between the Lehigh Valley Iron Pigs and the Reading Fightin' Phils. Did some interviews earlier before the game here tonight, watching them raise some money for charity. What are your thoughts as we're out here at the stadium tonight? It's baseball season, and nothing else matters. So you get two Phillies teams for the price of one. Do you just perpetually walk around with a smile on your face this time of season? Oh, come on. You were down there, too. You're sitting oh, there I'm smiling. Giddy. Look, I, there, for people that don't get to experience this idea of just standing down on the field, smelling the grass at the beginning of the season, if, you, if you're not a baseball fan, come out, sit in a minor league game, not a major league game to start, sit in a minor league game because you get closer to the action you hear more you smell more you see more it's 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 everything that's involved with baseball we didn't even get drowned out by the lawnmower yet this that's season right. so well, we're, you know, we're it's off early. to a good start yes. it is early uh-huh. later in the show we're going to have a fun interview with Philly's pitcher uh, with the Iron Pigs right now Cole Irvin uh, one of our favorites always enjoy getting some time to talk to him but before we get there last week on the show we went through some of the new managers that are going to be in the systems at the different levels. We went through some of the arms that'll be there. Jeff, let's look a little bit at some of the bats that are going to be in the lineups at the different levels for some of these teams, see what they have to work with. It's it's a deep farm system at every level. Um, some positions deeper than others. We've talked about the arms. Give me something to look for with the bats this season. Well, look, if you look at Redding, you're looking at an outfield that consists of all first-round picks. You have Cornelius Randolph, you have Mickey Moniak, you have Adam Hazley. It's going to be a fun outfield to watch, and people might wonder what's going to happen with Moniak and Hazley because they both play center field. What they're doing is tonight Moniak's playing center field. There'll be nights when Adam Hazley plays center field, and they're just going to switch off. And the Phillies like to have the versatility of the of the different outfielders in the different positions, so it'll get them ready for that. It definitely gives them options, and it's good to see those players moving in the system. Uh, you know, Moniak last year when we talked to him, he was in Clearwater. By the way, for the Reading Fightins fans, the game will be heard here on 610 ESPN following this show. So we're a little bit of a lead-in for you tonight. Do not change that dial. No, keep the station here. Well, does anybody have dials anymore? No. Jeff, you get the idea. Jeff, you're dating yourself. I know. Well, I figured you were going to say that. We're two minutes into the show, and you're already at a dial. Uh Uh-huh. Come on. Um, Take out your transistor radio. There you go. Wind it up a little (laughs) bit. Get it it out there. Um, I know that you get excited when you're at the ballpark yeah. but but let's take away that excitement for a second just look at it dispassionately here and what they have right so we know what's at the big team in terms of the, the Phillies level we know a little bit of hitting a little bit of hitting yeah. a little uh, saw that in the first weekend they definitely have a lot going on there yeah. let's talk about Lehigh Valley for a second okay. and then we'll get back to Reading um, they've got a lot of players last year who who were at double-a that have moved up Jan Hernandez who we interviewed Davey Gruyon's here at catcher. What are you seeing at the Lehigh Valley level in terms of the bats that are here right now? Well, I see a lot of guys that um, guys that were Reading, and there are also guys that were at spring training this year that are there basically as insurance 
for the guys that are up now. So, like one of the guys, Gift Ngope, is there. Um, you kind of want to see him as succeed. I believe he's the first player from the African continent to make the major leagues. Uh, I could be wrong, but I think he is. Um, you also have Phil Gosselin, Andrew Romine. You have a bunch of these guys that are there as insurance policies, but you still have bats like Dylan Cousins and Mitch Walding and Dominic Tomshay along with Jan Hernandez. So you have a bunch of guys that can hit. And you also have Davey Grulon. I, I, Let's talk about Dylan Cousins for a second. It yeah. looks like they're going to try and play him a little bit about at first base this year. Your thoughts on not having him in the outfield, is that just a reflection of what's there at the Phillies big level now? They're looking for additional depth at first base. What, what, what do you think that's a product of? I, I think it's a product of what you said, but I think it's also versatility. I think it's important in today's baseball to not only help the organization, but it also raises his prospects of being traded at some point in the middle of the season for maybe some pitching. And look, we, we love to follow these teams in the journey, but we're going to have to acknowledge at some point that this system is going to start to become a feeder for getting talent for the main roster. Yeah. They've got some some log jams in terms of positions, and they're going to have players that are become ready to, to be at the major league level. We talked with Cole Irvin about that, about the depth that's there and some of the guys that feel like they're ready to be there and just aren't yet. And so, you know, we, we asked them, is it sort of disheartening that there's so much at the big league level? It's really an opportunity for them to showcase to get an opportunity someplace else as much as it is to get an opportunity here right now. Well, not only that, they don't worry about it. You know, we asked that question of Cole, and and you would think that you would kind of get frustrated because I thought he deserved a shot at least in September when they were out of the race anyway. But they seem to be already having a good time playing baseball together. They go out to dinner together. They hang out together. They play they video games together. They just seem like they're having fun together, and having fun leads to playing better baseball. And when it's their time, you can be assured they're going to be as ready as they need to be. Without a doubt. Why don't we go to our interview with Cole Irvin, and then we come back. We'll talk more about the bats and the rest of the farm system. And I want to hear about your, your final fur, Jeff. We are here at Coca-Cola Park for the 222 Showcase two days before opening day, and we're here with Cole Irvin, last year's International League Pitcher of the Year. Cole, thanks for joining us. Yeah, glad to be here. So, uh, what was the offseason like? Um, a lot of just kind of sitting on my butt, doing nothing, eating a yeah. bag of potato chips, just, you know, watching some golf here and there, watching some football, kind of <laughs> kind of kicked back, kick back a little bit more uh, this offseason. Um, because, you know, pitched pitch the whole year. And, um, you know, I stayed ready in September uh, when I went home after our season ended here in Lehigh. Uh, I pitched a, a couple more weeks into September uh, just to kind of prepare myself and prepare my body for uh, – Hopefully this upcoming this season, um, uh, and maybe get a shot at the big leagues. So where's home in the off season? Uh, home is Anaheim, California. Yeah. Um, this next off season is probably going to be Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, good fishing. Yeah. As as we both know. Uh huh. Um, and. Uh, 
yeah so just making making some big uh, moves this this next off season um, a couple other things I'm planning on doing and you know social media will know about it eventually so you are big on social media a lot of the Phillies fans follow you um, you've also gotten into a ton of different ventures yes from your we talked beforehand about your fishing business mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about the fishing business so the fishing business uh, Swerve and Limited uh, has kind of been an interesting venture um, the market isn't big enough uh, I, will, I will openly admit that um, for someone that's trying to jump into it mm-hmm. um, so I kind of I kind of move the fishing into kind of just email me on the website <laughs> I had fishing rods up on the website you know for for sale or for customization and um, ended up just uh, taking that down and because um, I most of my orders were some from family friends and coaches and, and people that I already new um so i I, i'm taking email orders now all right and i do those mostly in the off season um, but I transfer, I transfer Swerve and Limited into more of like a lifestyle brand. Okay. Um, uh, I'm coming out with a couple different uh, shirts, tank tops, hats uh, this season. Um, during the middle of the year, I'll, I'll be launching those. I'm getting them ordered right now and trying to figure out where I'm going to hold them here in Lehigh. <laughs> where did Where did you get the interest and drive to, in addition to playing baseball, finding the time for all the different things? that you you have planned for your life bus trips yeah bus trips there's a lot of downtime <laughs> and uh, your mind starts to wander on those bus trips yeah. and it just keeps my mind steady and um, a lot of the time I'm really kind of just all over the place I'll be honest like, uh-huh. but that's kind of the whole point of swerving like I don't have one set of thing that I like to do uh-huh. like um, like this summer um, we're gonna me and my girlfriend are setting up a ASPCA event at the go-kart track here in Lehigh um, Dace will come for that but so you know like into go-karting into you know charity events into trying to do as much as I can interact with as many people as possible and um, just uh, I feel like I, I just enjoy being around people and just meeting every fact of you know every parts of life everyone comes from a different story and and apparently dogs and cats I guess too huh animals yeah love animals big animal person mainly dogs do you have any uh, I uh, my, you're I on your way yes so <laughs> there, there's a breeder in North Carolina that has uh, uh, Brittany puppies and okay. I, I like to I like to uh, bird hunt uh, you know small game um, and so that's chucker pheasant quail is kind of what I normally after ducks no, I'm, I'm I'm not really into duck hunting All I'm right. not really into it because because I, I we have a Nova Scotia duck tolling retriever have you ever heard of it yes see the, he's the other person that knows I gotta be honest I'm surprised you're not into duck hunting just because of the video game side of duck hunt <laughs> you're the you're the, ga- you're the gamer here I thought you'd be into that at least a little bit <laughs> yeah you know I, I love duck hunt I, if there's a way to stream that we, we might have to I might have to find a way to stream that but um, hotel internet is really really hurting me on this I was gonna say thing. how's the e-gaming uh, going? gaming's fun I've actually been getting a lot of interest of being uh, people reaching out for me to be a team owner um, and and help out in the kind of the sports side of of certain esport teams so um, 
I really would like to kind of explore that option if it makes sense. Right now, nothing's really caught my eye. Um, but I've had a couple teams reach out. And you see, they're looking to build an esports arena oh, in I South saw that LA. Arena. I saw that arena, and I so it's pretty funny sick, thing right? Is when I was in uh, Philadelphia for the Community Service Award, uh, I stopped by. Uh, Nurse Street Gamers, you know, uh, the local host down in um down in Philly and met with those guys there and they told me that they were doing that so I've I've known for about a few months so you've been excited so waiting been, for the announcement. I've been waiting for the announcement and so this is gonna be really cool and uh, hopefully I'll be able to get some time there if, if if I'm up with the big club at some point uh, when that's finished don't worry we'll get the baseball questions in a minute but we enjoy the <laughs> the stories about the athletes uh, yeah you mentioned the charitable side of it and we talk a lot about the impact that athletes can have on the community does does it hit you how much that impact is when other people get to see you and meet you when you're out there using your platform and profile to raise, raise awareness about animals and ASPCA or whatever you're doing that day? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, April's a big uh, month for a charity that I'm really big. I've been with uh, Movember Foundation for... Uh, stems back to freshman year at college at Oregon and uh, you know this month is testicular cancer awareness month so um, you know I, I plan on doing maybe a, a couple things with them um, but yeah I mean I try to I try to do as much as I can to, to benefit um, a bunch of groups a bunch of charities and you know I have people flooding in all the time asking if they can if I can help out here help out there and um, most of the time I try to give a lending hand um, sometimes it's a little harder. Uh, sometimes you're on a bus and, and someplace yeah, here. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm making music on a bus. Sometimes, you know, like it, it depends. So, so just so we see how how people are spending their free time, three four hours beforehand. Why is there a tricycle in the dugout? Wait, there was a tricycle. Yes, there was a tricycle in the dugout. Wait, you you just saw a tricycle. My yeah, back turned to the op the wrong side of the dugout for me to see that. Wait, I saw I saw I'm, the guys in the clubhouse we might, we play we, video games. Is we, there is there a tricycle race that, that there, takes place? There might, there might have to you, be. You look a little excited about I'm it. I'm low key yeah. excited. I mean, heck, I fish pumped on a mound the other day. <laughs> yeah. So so b by the way, you, we're you, trying, I'm trying to transition this to baseball. So. You, you you actually um, were in spring training with the big club yes. first of all tell us what that experience was like for you um, I guess I'll compare it uh, my first year my first year in big league camp was kind of an eye-opening experience I didn't really know what to expect I didn't really know anyone because I only had one full season of, of minor league baseball and I was in big league camp my second spring training and um, it was kind of just like a um, a rush of emotion I just didn't know kind of what to expect and only got like an inning and a third or something like that and uh, and then this year I kind of came in after having a good season last year and was and was a lot more comfortable with the guys in the club uh, in the clubhouse mm -hmm. um, it was just it just made it a little bit easier um, to just have fun and, and get to know the guys a little bit more um, and, and try to build those relationships so I'm not as uh, nervous um, say they do call my number. You went out to the mound one time and you be I believe you threw your first five pitches as balls. Six. First six. six. I'm sorry. Yes. I was giving you the benefit of the doubt. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I want to make sure these are accurate stats here. And then you finally got around to throwing a strike. But, but guess what that next pitch was after that fist pump strike? What was it? It was a 
borderline ball. <laughs> and I think everyone forgets about that. I think that's my favorite part about the whole thing is that the next pitch after I threw strike was another ball. You, you got a little bit of the Bronx cheer. While, while, while you were out there, and, and your response was to give a fist pump. Um, <laughs> how do you remain calm in that situation? It, there has to be, even though you can be kind of easygoing, we know how intense you can also be in that situation. You, there's got to be a little pressure and a little stress, and, and you kind of relieved it for the whole stadium just by kind of giving that fist bump. You, you know, I think during spring training, it's, it's a little bit easier to kind of see personalities on the field um i mean you i mean I, when i was pitching against uh detroit in spring training um you know miguel cabrera like gave me a wink and was like hey that was a good change up i threw to him you know like you see personalities out there like, uh-huh. naturally i mean i know he'd do that in the regular season i would never fist pump in the regular season um games matter mm-hmm. um but when i'm you know when i got sent down to minor league camp um and then called back up for that game i was just i was excited to be there so i kind of had a little bit of a excitement and adrenaline and um, was just trying to be in the moment and just enjoy the moment and that's how the fist pump came out <laughs> I mean. well the, re- the rest of that the rest of that appearance went very well um, right. and, and you seemed to settle down what was the rest of camp like for you uh, I mean it was just getting prepared for the season I mean um, you know there's a lot of expectation for the fills this year and even the pigs right now and um, I'm really excited to just play with the guys we got in the clubhouse um, you know I've been out to dinner with uh, most of these guys um, the past few nights we've been in town and um, it's a lot of fun I mean there's a lot of experience here that you just get to hear about stories and get to hear about you know um, you know the individual themselves you know everyone's comes from a different part of coming through an or different organization and what it was like then what it was like now type of deal and um, so I'm excited it's gonna be a fun year and um, you know camp was camp was good so uh, just trying to Get ready for the season, and that's that's all that that's all that spring training is for me is is a preparation. You're, you're part of a stacked rotation, so stacked that that you actually are going with a six-man rotation. What are your thoughts on being part of a six-man rotation and how that benefits you? I think that it keeps us healthy for the year. Um, I think uh, long term it makes sense. I mean, we got four guys in our rotation. I mean, not even talking about the rest of the team. We got four guys in our rotation on the 40-man. And we got two guys, including myself, that probably, if they're in any other organization, should be in the big leagues as well. And every single one of us uh, will, will have our opportunity to be called upon and be ready. And so uh, I think all we can do is just root for each other and um, really really look forward to watching each other fight out there because it's uh it's very unique to have a rotation such as this i mean you you could you could probably put it in the big leagues um and and do pretty well with the rotation we have i mean i know our first four starters for for their first four games all had sub three eras last year in triple a so um (laughs) that's 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 really tough to compete against it's tough for other lineups right there yeah yeah so you said you guys have been here going out to 
to dinner. Obviously, there's excitement for the start of this season. Major League started last weekend, and the Phillies had a pretty good weekend last weekend. Oh, yeah. What's it like for the team to see something like that at the big league level? Does that trickle down and get you guys even more excited, ready to go? What's the reaction here? I think because I think we because we spend so much time with each other um, at camp and get to know each other on off days or get to get our families together and stuff in spring training. You, you're really rooting for the for the guys up there, and yeah, that that energy is brought down to to us for sure because most of these guys spend all of camp. Um, and that camp ended last week. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it's we're not far removed from just being with each other. So, yeah, there's a lot of good energy right now going around the clubhouse. How much have you enjoyed working with Steve Shrink? Oh, I love Shranky. I love Shranky. He's great. Uh, he, he just – no, no, he just wandered in and then wandered out. Yeah, no. There he is. He's yeah. up. He's well, there. He came in on the tricycle, right? You think that might have been him? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> I, I was thinking Gary, actually. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> Uh, no, Shranky's great. Um, got to work with him in Double A, and um, yeah, no, I'm excited to work with him again, and really comfortable again. The whole coaching staff I, I've been with and, and know, and so it's it's going to be uh, it's going to be exciting for for a full season with those guys, and or parts of a full season. You know, you hope to get called up. So um, yeah, you, you have a little twinkle in your eye when you say talk about being called up. How, how do you maintain focus here and still keep your eye in Philadelphia and not get frustrated. You don't look in Philadelphia. You mm -hmm. just watch the games. Like mm -hmm. You can't. You can't. You you can't be there. You can't be in two places at you know one time. So um, I do. I think most of us gotta not press. Mm -hmm. um, because we are we are on the brink, um, and last year um, I could have pressed at any moment and and could have had a, a terrible end to the season. Um, so I'm just trying to build off for myself. I can't speak for the other guys, but just trying to build off uh, where I was at last year um, and and continue that momentum and and ride the momentum of of what's going on at the big league level. Be excited for it, um, but take that energy and put it on the field here and. And, uh, and Lehigh and, and really just uh, be where your feet are. Enjoy the moment here as opposed to enjoying the moment up there. Are there any new pitches you're working on? Mm, should I just throw out a random pitch and just say that I am? <laughs> like a screwball? No one throws a screwball anymore. So let's just say screwball. Okay. All right. Now, so like last year, like when I, when I wasn't throwing quality strikes or like was in jams and stuff, and I wasn't making the right pitches, like they were on it, I dropped my arm slot like every once in a while or like try to really throw it over the top. Like I really just kind of make stuff up sometimes and <laughs> go with it. How, so how often do you want to throw one of those EFIS pitches in a game? I don't. No? <laughs> no. These balls, we're using big league balls now, so it's going to be, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, the balls are going to travel a little bit more, so you got to keep the ball down. So just trying to get a lot of ground balls out this year. <laughs> All right. Well, Cole, we really appreciate you spending some time on it with us. We're going to spend a lot of time following you as your career goes. Yeah, sounds good. Maybe maybe we have, you know, another conversation like today. That would be soon. great. All right. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, it's always fun to talk to Cole Irvin. I feel like we could talk to him all night long about things that are not baseball. He's truly an entrepreneur. Most important, 
well, at least most amusing to me, is the fact that he thinks of these things on the bus rides. Is there a better answer to anything in minor league baseball than I have a lot of time to think about stuff on the long bus Look, rides? Look, I know if you were a baseball player, you'd be worried about leg room on the bus. He's clearly worried about bettering <laughs> himself. So we'll, we'll leave that there. We'll yep. make sure to get back to the arms. We'll talk to Cole Moore as the season goes. Definitely somebody watch. But, Jeff, tell me what I got to watch out for in Clearwater. We'll get to Lakewood next week. Cool. Tell me what I'm going to see in Clearwater. Well, you got the two big arms as starters in Spencer Howard and Kyle Young. Then you have the dynamic duo at closing, which is Zach Warren and Connor Brogdon. All of those guys were at Lakewood last year. We had a chance to talk to many of them. Um, hopefully we'll talk to them again this season down in Clearwater. And you can catch those interviews from last year. We still left them up on our highhopesfills.com website. Um, you can catch Jeff on Twitter at highhopesfills, tweeting those past interviews out, our current interviews out. Yeah, but let's also talk quickly about the hitting that they're going to have. Tell there. me what I got, Jeff. They're going to have some bats because they're going to have Jake Shiner, um, who we hope to talk to very soon. Um, they're going to have Madison Stokes, who we talked to at spring training at first base, and he's a big power bat. You're going to have Nick Maton at second, and you're also going to split time with him and Daniel Brito, who's one of the top 25 prospects. And then in the outfield, you're going to have Ben Eklinski, Simon Muzioti, uh, Jesus Alestre, Matt Veerling, who is moving up as quick as anybody. I mean, he started last year, got drafted no, out of Notre Dame, went straight to um, extended spring training, snapped through there, went to Williamsport, snapped through there, and at the end of the season at uh, Lakewood. And we so. talked to him in Lakewood, and you can get that audio as well. Well, we talked to him not only at Lakewood, we talked, to him, we talked to him in Williamsport, too. too. And he, he is he's a nice guy, but he's one of those guys that you just got to keep an eye out for. I don't think he's going to be a power bat, but I think he's going to be a 300 hitter. You can catch all those past interviews from last year we did, along with what we're doing this year, at highhopesfills.com. That's our website. They can follow Jeff at our at highhopesfills Twitter account. You're always out there engaging, right, Jeff? You got to talk about him. Yeah, you're having a blast mm -hmm. with it. Tell me what else I should look out for before I get to our furry Final Four we've had going on. Well, look, it's opening week in minor league baseball. What, what do you need to look out for? It's fun. It's going to be a fun summer, I think, at every level. And, and I, you know, for for us, it's great traveling around, going to the parks, talking to the coaches and the managers and the front office people, and hopefully showing our fans what they have to look forward to and what their present is if you get out to the ballpark and, and have some fun. Uh, these, these games are so much fun to come to. It's so much fun to see what's going on in the park, uh, everything else that they do for the fans. It's really a great experience if you're looking for something for your family. I agree. All right, Jeff. We've got only like two minutes left, mm -hmm. but we've had some fun this past week. Since it's NCAA tournament time, we did our own Elite Eight for the mascots in the Phillies farm system. We've had upsets. We even had a play-in game. We had a play-in Because there were nine. As we listen to the race music going on in the background here on the field, um, tell me, what is going on in the race to be the mascot champion in the Philly system? The, the mascot championship is ongoing. The biggest in my mind um, 
upset that we had. Yeah, the, the Lone Ranger music is really good. You can't, you can't perform under yeah, Lone Ranger. You wanna, well, you want to just sit there listening to did the Lone Ranger Did you just fade out and yes, let them I listen did. to the Lone Ranger music? All right, we'll uh -huh. get back to it now. So tell me what I have to look for with the furry mascots. Well, what we have is the biggest the biggest upset of all time, which is Boomer from the Williamsport Crosscutters getting out there and beating Buster. Buster is now on the sidelines just rooting for other guys That's at this big point. big upset. And, and it's been fun to watch the teams engage with this, too. I think it's a great opportunity for the fans to kind of show their support for their own mascots and, it, and to root for other mascots as well. It's definitely a good time. Jeff, it's going to be the championship this weekend. Uh, we will make sure to have the opportunity for people to vote on our Ad High Hopes Phil's Twitter account, and then we will announce the results of the winner on next week's show. Are you planning to go present an award to the winning mascot and get a if, big hug? If they'll take it. Uh, we'll see if they'll take it from you. Jeff, any final words before we go? Play ball. Play ball. There's nothing better than that. Thanks, everybody, for joining us this week on the High Hopes Phillies Minor League Rundown. Join us next Thursday night and every Thursday night as a lead-in for the Reading Phillies right here on 610 ESPN. Have a great one.